podcast four. What are my rights under a section three of the Mental Health Act? Question. What does section three of the Mental Health Act mean? You can be detained under a section three of the Mental Health Act for up to six months initially. This means that your care team are legally allowed to keep you in hospital for that long. After the first six months passes, your Section 3 can be renewed for another six months. After the second period of six months, your Section 3 can be renewed for up to 12 months at a time. It's important to remember though that this doesn't always mean you will be in hospital for the full length of that section. If your responsible clinician believes that you are ready to be discharged, they can discharge you before your section expires. A section 3 is often known as a treatment section. This means that your care team can use this section to keep you in hospital whilst you receive treatment for your mental health. Question. What are my rights under section 3 of the Mental Health Act? Under a section 3 of the Mental Health Act, you have three main rights. Number 1. You have a right to appeal to a mental health tribunal at any point during your section. A tribunal is a panel of independent mental health professionals who have the power to discharge you from your section if they do not believe that you need to be in hospital. Under the Mental Health Act, you are entitled to a solicitor who will represent you in your tribunal. Your solicitor's costs will be covered by a government fund called Legal Aid, which means that you will not have to pay for a solicitor to represent you. The easiest ways to request a tribunal are to ask the staff on your ward to organise this for you, or to request an independent mental health advocate to come and see you to help you make the application. You can contact a mental health solicitor yourself if you wish to, and they will make the tribunal application on your behalf. Just ask the staff on your ward for a list of mental health solicitors who work in your area, then give one of them a call. It is possible for you to represent yourself at a tribunal, but people usually prefer to have a solicitor because they are experts in mental health law and they are free to the patient. If you're on a section 3, your tribunal may take some weeks or even months to arrange. You can contact your solicitor for updates throughout the process. Number two, you have a right to request a meeting with the hospital managers to ask them to discharge you from your section. The term hospital managers is confusing because they are not actually managers of the hospital, but an independent group of people who have experience of working in the mental health sector. Just like the tribunal, the hospital managers have the power to discharge you from your section, but unlike the tribunal, they do not have to agree to meet with you and they can't make recommendations about your care. You can request a hospital manager's meeting at any point during your section. Just ask a member of staff or an independent mental health advocate on your ward to request the manager's meeting. Number three, you have the right to meet with an independent mental health advocate, or IMHA for short. An IMHA can help you to understand and exercise your rights under the Mental Health Act, and help you to communicate with the staff on the ward. If you feel confused about what's going on in hospital, or anxious about communicating with your care team, an advocate can help you to have your voice heard. In addition to the three rights that I've just mentioned, when you're under a section three, 
If you still don't agree with your treatment plan after the first three months of your section, you will be seen by another psychiatrist called a Second Opinion Appointed Doctor, or SOAD for short. The SOAD's job is to check that the treatment that is being provided to you is the best way of helping you to recover. The SOAD will be appointed by the Care Quality Commission, so they work independently of the ward that you're on. If the SOAD does not agree that the course of treatment that you are on is working, they have the power to stop your responsible clinician from prescribing that course of treatment. Question. What happens when my Section 3 comes to an end? At the end of your Section 3, one of the following four things may happen. Number one, your responsible clinician may decide that they think you need to stay in hospital for more treatment. If this happens, they may renew your Section 3 in order to keep you in hospital for a longer period of time. Number two, if you agree to be in hospital and the doctor doesn't feel that there is a risk of you running away, they may agree to make you an informal patient. This means that you have agreed to stay at the hospital for further treatment, but you do not legally have to stay in the hospital and you can leave when you wish to. Number three, your responsible clinician may decide that you can return to the community, but they might have concerns that you will not continue to take your medication or comply with your treatment once you are out of hospital. In this case, your responsible clinician may place you on something called a community treatment order, or CTO for short. A CTO allows you to live in the community but it gives your responsible clinician the power to recall you back into hospital if you break the conditions that they ask you to keep. We will provide more information on CTOs in a future podcast. Number four. Your responsible clinician may decide that you are well enough to be discharged from hospital, in which case they will not renew your section and you will be free to leave when your section three expires. Remember that just because you have been put on a Section 3, it doesn't always mean that you'll be staying for the length of that section in hospital. If your responsible clinician thinks that you're ready to leave hospital before that, they can discharge you from your section early. If you would like an advocate to visit you whilst you're in hospital, please contact our Information, Advice and Advocacy Support Centre on 0300 456 2370, where one of our friendly and knowledgeable call handlers will be able to help you. That's the end of this podcast. Please continue to listen to any of the podcasts on this channel that you think will be helpful to you. Just click on the title of each podcast episode to listen.